Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Welcome back. Ian Happ. It's hard to take Ian Happ out of the lineup. This guy's swinging the bat really well. He's been a staple. He's the real deal. Happ is a switch hitter. He's got a beautiful swing. He's strong. We've seen him hit some long home runs. Happ hits a high drive deep to left. Dickerson at the wall. It's gone! A go-ahead home run for Ian Happ on a 1-2 pitch. Outfielder for your Chicago Cubs. He can run. He's a very good athlete. Now he's got all the tools. Host of the Compound Podcast. I mean, what kid growing up didn't want to be Derek Jeter? I just remember being in the backyard literally doing his whole routine in wiffle ball. You're such a dark. I guarantee you actually get his whole routine. Bro, you didn't? You didn't? No, I didn't do routines because I... This whole thing from the the on-deck circle all the way to the point. You know, the only person that I would do, not even routine, I would just do the Gary Sheffield bat waggle. That is true. That is is the only thing I would always do in wiffle ball was the bat waggle. That is notorious wiffle ball See, I did Griffey from the left side quite a bit. You guys saw what I did in my free time. I just mimicked Sammy Soso when I was three years old. That's a great point. Um, You still do that stuff, though. You still just mimic players, you weirdo. I know. I have a blast, too. Ian Happ with Bernstein and Rahimi on 670 The Score. Welcome back. Fun stuff, as always, on the Compound Podcast with Dakota Mecca, Zach Short, and, of course, the glue that holds it together, this man, Ian Happ, who is on Twitter at IHAP underscore one, and joining us, as always, on the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford on North Avenue in Melrose Park or at APFord.com. Thanks for the flexibility, Ian. Yesterday was kind of wild. Yeah, you guys had some big news to break yesterday. Yeah, and we actually and we found out about it. It actually was broken live, and our reactions were immediate as all this unexpected stuff was going down. But it's something we've been talking about because of the uh, the unfortunate White Sox news that also came through yesterday was risk management as an outfielder. Just in general, how you came up as a baseball player that as as a youth, collegiately, and now professionally, how do you make sure you're always aware in some way of where your body is relative to other things and other people and and trying to figure out a time and a place to put it at risk? It's a big part of it, uh, especially in spring training. Uh, I think it's something that you learn kind of as you go and, and definitely at the professional level more than um, any other. Uh, you know, ran, ran into a few walls in college and and in my early uh, professional days, um, and then once you know, once you realize that it's 162 games, and you're more valuable to the team if you're on the field, um, that's a huge part of it. And it's making sure, especially in spring training, 
um, that, that you're you're getting your reads and you're you're running around the field and doing the right things, but at the same time you're taking care of your body, uh, making sure that you're not putting yourself at risk. Because the last thing that you want to do um, is be down for a period of time and not be able to help the team. How difficult is that process, knowing that you're an athlete who can turn it to 100 real quick and then knowing you have to dial it back a little bit and prevent yourself from hitting that wall? I think Wrigley also is a really good example of this because when the Ivy hasn't grown in yet, I feel like I've heard outfielders say they take more caution too. So you guys would know this a little bit better than, say, a lot of others as to how you have to manage that space. Yeah, I I think that's something that when new guys come over, you kind of try to convey um, the Wrigley wall is not very forgiving. It's people say, Oh no, but there's the Ivy right. No, no, it's a brick wall. There's, there's bricks right there. They're looking right at you. Um, but yeah, you have to pick your spots. Yeah, I've gone into it a couple of times, uh, in my career, but for the most part, um, you, you just have to be smart because you run full force into that thing, break an arm. Um, you're down for a long time and not able to help the team. And, and I know that, uh, it's not a popular opinion or, or can be misconstrued sometimes, but, um, for the most part, it's a lot better um, to give up a double uh, than, than go into the wall and try to make a play that, that's probably less than 50-50 anyway. So um, those are just their circumstances that you have to you have to make the judgment. Um, and then there's definitely situations where you're going to put your body on the line um, depending on game situation. And, um, it's just important to kind of manage that throughout the year and understand that when you're playing 162, um, it, there's a lot of factors that go into it. You made a diving catch last week, and then your your co-host, Dakota Meckes, commented, I think it was the Marquee Sports Network put the highlight of you going toward your left to make a diving catch in right center field. And Meckes accused you of kind of pulling an old Jim Edmonds on that, of maybe not going as fast so you could ensure the dive at the end. What say you? Yeah, that's pretty typical, Dakota. You know, trying to trying to make me feel bad about the play. That was uh, actually that was that was one of the better ones for me this year. Just being able to turn it on, really feel like I was able to track something down and make a good play. It was. Uh, I think I was supposed to be on the other side of the bag, and I, I just I kind of had a sense um, that he was going. to just because of the the Marquez and and how he was throwing and uh, or Martinez I believe and how he was throwing and I was like man I think he's going to be a little late on this and then he pulled it into the gap so I had a couple extra steps to to cover and made sure to still catch it. <laughs> I really enjoyed your podcast because you had some I think pretty quintessential baseball questions that you guys discussed. I'm not going to get into the bracket talk yet because my goodness some of those decisions you guys made wow. Um, just kidding. Well, a little. But when it came to the discussion of the face of baseball, I thought that the debate was really good. Talking about who you think it is, who you think it's been since Jeter, and why they don't market you guys enough as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. And then thusly, I think that's part of the decision you do stuff like this and go to John Boy and just do the decisions you're doing in order to make that a little bit different. Yeah, I you know I think that's something that players in the last probably five years have really started to think about and consider, and it's why um, you know as we're seeing other sports really do a great job of marketing um, their athletes, that, that considering uh, how we can better market baseball players and, and what guys can do um, to be to be better marketed, to have more opportunities to really um, get in touch with the fans because it's important. It's important to help grow our game. 
uh, as players and stewards of the game moving forward. And, and that's our goal is to leave it better than we found it. And, and how can we best do that and best serve uh, our fan bases? I think the discussion of the face of baseball is very interesting because, like I said on the podcast, there's probably been in the last seven years at least seven different players who you could make an argument for that have been or, or, or would be considered the face of baseball. You know, the guy that's been there hanging around is Mike Trout. You know, he's the guy that's been um, in the thick of it. But there's been so many good players that have won MVPs and um, had really great success uh, and been really exciting for baseball and, and um, just a little bit different than some other sports. There's an angle that you touched on that I, I, I think can there, there's, there's a lot more there. And that is that more so, way more so than football or basketball, baseball's a local sport. And when you talk about a face, faces are local and maybe even regional more than they are national, which is why sometimes the preview magazines have regionalized covers to, to literally sell magazines. Like for football, you turn on and watch your team, and there's cut-ins to all the other games that are going on concurrently, and everything is showcased on that Sunday. And you, there's, a, there's a national broadcast of your team on some level where we interact locally with our baseball teams. And it, it's, it's generally what we do. And if somebody, if the, the team from out of town comes in with a star player, and then that star player kind of moves on. So I... It's, it's much harder in general for baseball to have a face of the game because so many of us are just consuming our team. Yeah, that's very true. Um, that's very true, and, and, and it's, it's an interesting discussion on why it is so local and why there isn't more um, of a national thought or presence and, and how we can take advantage of playing every day of being 162 i mean baseball is always on um literally for six months we're playing every single day uh and that doesn't happen in any other sport i mean basketball they get you know one two three off days in between games you know you're once a week in football baseball is always on and how can we make that to our advantage and sometimes it feels like um because it's always on and because people think that they, you know, oh, it'll be on for six months. You know, catch a game here, catch a game there. But how do we make it more interactive where you want to tune in every night and you want to be a part of the action every night? How do, how do we do a better job um, of being that, that staple? Uh, and I think that's, I think it's an important um, consideration and, and moving forward and how we market the game and how we get fans to consume it. Well, we appreciate what you're doing in that space. I think it's a discussion we'll always continue to have as long as we're in this like gray space about it where we try to figure out who it is and, and what's going on in the game and the direction the game is taking. Uh, and as far as your bracket is concerned, <laughs> you, you trusted Dakota, huh? You, you made that decision? I did. I trusted him. He was very <laughs> confident. He was very confident. He told me. Uh, hey, I got a bracket. Feel good about it. You know, if you're going to do it, if you're going to put a bracket in, I got because I don't know much about college basketball at all. Um, and so I thought I would trust him, and it's been an absolute disaster. So, what's the fallout? How, what's the discussion been other than what's on the show? Yeah, I just I put all my faith in him, and basically, it's uh, next time not going to happen. <laughs> And did I hear, is Zach Short a Duke fan? And if so, why? He is a Duke fan. Uh, I don't know why. 
I don't know why. I, I think he just grew up a Duke fan, uh, and and he's just always really enjoyed Duke basketball. I mean, maybe you know JJ Redick when we were younger. He was a Jack was a um, kind of uh, three point shooting, uh, high energy basketball player. I think he uh, I think he was pretty good in high school. So he he's still a pretty big basketball fan. I couldn't figure it out. Maybe I'm too close to the situation, but it's weird for me because I'm I'm a Duke alum who is kind of a lapsed basketball fan. I kind of just let it go because it just there was no there was no point anymore when you have the the senior year national championship after four Final Fours. I just figured there was no there there anymore, and I kind of I just kind of let it go. And I'm, I assume that everybody who everybody hated Duke, and now there are other people who just sort of are fans because they were good when they were young. I guess. Yeah, and uh, some great players when we were young, some great teams when we were young. Uh, I think some of those those uh, contests between UNC and Duke when we were um, kids were appointment television. So I think people ended up picking one side or the other. Uh, please describe for us the joy and personality that is Willie Harris. Wow. Wow, Willie Harris is super high energy. Um, same guy every day when we come to the park. Um he just loves baseball. He loves talking about it. Um, I learned a lot from him already. Uh, and just his trust and faith um, in us being able to go out and, and do our positioning um, and really belief in, in what we're doing, constant communication. Um, and he just always wants to work. And I think that's pretty cool. And you can see just a little bit of his personality on the field and in the third base coaching box when he's running around and, and diving on the ground. Why are you kind of laughing as you describe him? Uh, I, I just think he's a character. You know, he, he works really hard. He's super knowledgeable. Um, and he really cares about his craft. But he is a character. He just has he has a, a, an infectious personality. And I think that the image that all of the fans have seen so far is him laying on his stomach <laughs> yeah. next to the third base bag. And that, that is a first impression to uh, the Cubs fans. It's pretty funny to me. That that was hilarious. And then I just started going down a deep dive and I realized what all he he meant to the team so far. I had to ask you because that was really funny to watch. And I imagine behind the scenes, it's even better. Yeah, it is. And uh, I asked him about it actually yesterday. So like, really, what, you know, what are you what are you thinking when you do that? And he was like, I don't even think about it. I just, you know. It just happens. I'm just I'm out there, and I'm thinking if I'm yelling down, you're not going to hear it in a full stadium. So if you see me laying there, you're going to slide. That that makes a lot of sense, Willie. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm looking at my notes here that I I take during the podcast, and this is the the subheader to me for the most recent episode is Ian Happ tells us about all the the new free stuff he's getting. It's like once an hour. First, we, or, one, or once every 10 minutes or so. First, we get, I got a new driver, right? So, five iron golf, all of a sudden, you got a new driver. He's striping everything. He's hitting every fairway. Then they start talking about bats. He says, Well, the bat guy came. My bat guy came. And I've got all these new sort of end weighted bats I'm trying out. Then later on, they're talking about gloves. And he kind of drops it. Oh, my, my gloves are coming soon. And then at the very end, it's, I got a package with a million Parse golf tees that uh, you're excited about. So, sort of the, the ongoing theme of this is it's good to be Ian Happ right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Uh, some of those are essentials for work. That's like, uh, that's just part of the job. But 
Yeah, uh, the new driver is really exciting. Uh, got the, the new driver from Five Iron, um, and and the fitting lab there, which was fantastic. And I went to this off season, and then finally got the driver, and I'm striped up. So I'm probably most excited about the driver. The bats are nice, you know. Uh, pretty excited to get my gloves in for the start of the season, but the uh, the driver that's number one. Yeah, that is you're outstanding. Getting, yeah, you getting new gloves and, and bats is sort of like us getting new headphones, where you know you, you just kinda, exactly right something you have on every day. Yeah, it's like it's like you came into work and they they kind of upgrade the studio. You're like, oh, nice, this is great. I also need an opinion really quickly of uh, my my thoughts on breakfast this week. I think I've got to go to Foxtrot. I think I got to get some breakfast tacos, and I know you can speak to those being an Austin guy. And then I think I got to yeah. get some Connect Coffee, right? Is that the ideal breakfast for the week? I think that's how we do it next week. Yeah, I, I would say when I get, so we're, we're getting back next week and have a couple of days before opening day. So get to actually enjoy the city for a couple of days. I think the weather's going to be pretty nice if I saw correctly. So my plan will be to walk to Foxtrot grab a little early morning they actually have they have great smoothies also good breakfast tacos maybe a smoothie and a breakfast taco mm-hmm. and a coffee i would go probably smoothie first coffee second with the breakfast taco and then you're locked in that's going to be my plan all there right eight, i'll take that under Fox advisement Trot locations in the city with connect expanding it's in the clubhouse of wrigley it's in those eight foxtrot locations and if you want uh, some connect sent directly to your home you go to connectroasters.com and use the promo code 670 for 15 percent off i'm also uh, hearing there could be some fun things uh, in the offing regarding connect look forward to talking about that next week with you yeah some big news coming for connect uh we're excited to announce it can't announce it yet this is what we do we don't announce big news before it's ready but we're, we're pretty close, and we're really excited for uh, the start of the season and what that's going to mean for, for Connect. Ian Happ, thanks as always. We'll talk then. Look forward to it. Thank you. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.